Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 21. That's it. Let's get started. We have... Yep. <laughs> return to Planet Hulk. Yes. Followed by World War Hulk 2. <laughs> yep. Um, it's written by Greg Pak. Yep. It's very different from the original it's Planet Hulk and... vastly inferior. Yeah. But still, it's all right. It's just a, it's a different story. Yeah. It's a very different story. Um, so this time around, it's Amadeus Cho who took over the role of Hulk for a brief period. I have no clue who that person is. He's a super brainy kid. I figured as much yeah, after reading this. Yeah. Super brainy kid who um, essentially you know, befriended Bruce Banner mm-hmm. and uh, decided to take the Hulk out of him because it's too much right. for Bruce to deal with and then take on the persona of Hulk himself. Yep. So is he primarily in Hulk stories then, is yeah. my understanding? Yeah, okay. there's a run called uh, the Totally Awesome Hulk, I think. Which they've referenced in this right. book, I saw. Okay. Right. Uh, but yeah, he was the Hulk for a while while uh, Bruce was either depowered or dead. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what is actually happening with it right now, now that Bruce is back as the immortal Hulk. But whatever. Whatever. Right. whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, this one has a planet called Sakaar still. Yeah. It's and still... it's it, it's Mad Max. Yeah. Now. It's Mad Max Sakaar. Yeah. Uh, same. The weird thing is, I could have sworn Sakaar like, actually like literally blew up. Right. The planet itself. Yeah. It exploded. Yeah. So I don't know really how this retcon works. They, but, just, they just glued it back together. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Sakaar's back. Uh, they somehow summon uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk. This Through a uh, portal, right? Right, yeah. right. So th- this wasn't a, a random accident this time around. It was uh, deliberate action on the part of the Sakarians, I suppose. It, it was interesting to me because in a retro planet Hulk, Hulk is shot out in space right. by the Illuminati and all them, right? Right. Uh, this one, Amadeus chose just sequestering himself. Yeah. And then he just gets summoned. He's yep. like, hey, Green Scar, we need you again. Yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then shows up into Mad Max Sakar instead of uh, Roman Amphitheater Sakar. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's weird parallels and rehash of plot points and stuff like, uh, original, um, Planet Hulk, what, uh, he fought uh, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, yeah. Right? And now this time he's fighting another ally, Thor. Right. I thought it was interesting because there's the animation Planet Hulk where right. he ends up fighting uh, Beta, Ray. Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. And then also one of the panels in this book when he's fighting Thor, it's like, oh, that's my friend, Thor. Right. And then gets whomped. In the movies, in the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe... Thor says that about Hulk and gets right. thwomped. So it was a nice... I, Greg Peck, Pack had to have written that intentionally. Right, well, or was this before the movie? I don't know. Okay. I wasn't quite sure if like, if the movie was re- referencing uh, this particular uh, run or if the, this run was referencing the movie. I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure either. I would assume the movie was referencing more original. Yeah. Hulk. 
But I had to read. I we had to read both. Right. I can't. You can't read Planet Hulk or Planet Hulk or Return to Planet Hulk without World War Hulk. Right? Yeah. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. Especially if you've read the original. But yeah, I agree with you. Like overall, it's a bit of a letdown because because uh, the original is so full of just raw fury. Yes. That was fantastic. <laughs> and this is more dealing with a little kid trying to deal with all this immense power that he has. Right. Well, that's one of the things I did enjoy about this book was the the pages and panels within Cho's head himself. Mm-hmm. And he's driving this hot rod car with Hulk in the trunk, right? And right. there's it's like a whole separate story inside his head of control and doing what's morally right, not murdering or killing. Right. And then Hulk's like, well, dude, sometimes you got to take care of shit. Right. Let me take over. It's, it's a battle. With, right. And it's shown. It's not often you get to see the battle within a Hulk head play out like that. Right. It's like a discussion of different philosophical points of views, essentially. It's like, is it better to kill one person to, and save a hundred, or is it better to never kill, period? Right. And then, and that's a tough question. Yeah. Well, well, it can be. It can be. It can yeah, be a it tough can be. question. Depends on who you ask. But, uh, overall, the delivery, though, Meh. it was... Meh. I think part of the issue is it's a recreation of what already happened. Exactly, and expectations are already astronomical for yeah. me in that regard. Right. So, good luck. Right. <laughs> There's nothing necessarily new, because all the beats are there. Right. So, and, like, for me, the the stuff in uh, on Planet Sakaar was actually kind of cool, just because of that Mad Max feel yeah. to it. Yeah, But when they get back to Earth, that was just a snooze fest. World, yeah, World War Hulk 2 was Dumb. Yeah. It was fucking dumb. <laughs> That's all I have to say about right. it. Like, the original World War Hulk, it involved the entire fucking planet. Yeah. It, it was a worldwide thing, whereas this World War Hulk, it's New York with maybe ten superheroes. And, and it's not even uh, a point of contention until... Halfway through it, I want to say, ish. Then he's like, well, now I'm the leader guy. Right. It's like he was doing the things that you expected him to do, and everyone was kind of on board with it. And then he just went a little over the edge, and everyone's like, fuck you. Right. And then he snapped out of it real quick. Yeah, it's 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 really bizarre. But like with um, the original story, Hulk had a reason. Yes. He was, there was a justifiable reason for him to be fucking pissed off. And want to obliterate everything, or at least hold those uh, people who are responsible responsible. Right, accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Those, and yeah, with this, it's more like, you know, it feels like Hulk is just upset that people didn't take him seriously. I, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Hulk's in control at this point. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's just. A weird morph on blind rage that's not too blind. Yeah. Power hungry rage. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it didn't land too well. Nope. But okay. Uh, complete side note. I want to touch on the names of 
two of the characters. Okay. You got Amadeus Cho. Yeah. Right? Uh, Amadeus Cho and Madame Curie Cho. Yep. What the fuck were the parents <laughs> thinking? Like, that's a lot of fucking pressure. Yeah. To put on your fucking kids. Yeah. Like, okay, I can understand Amadeus Cho. That By itself, that's just a weird name. If you have one kid named Amadeus, Amadeus Cho, it's just, okay, weird, weird name, whatever. Yeah. But you name the other kid Madame Curie? <laughs> it's like, no, you know what you're doing. You're setting you're up. A dick. Yeah. You're setting up your kids. To, and putting a shit ton of pressure on them, like, the minute they're born. Right. <laughs> and potentially subjecting them to a lot of ridicule when they're growing up. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> bad parents. Bad. Yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it other than yeah, read, read actual Planet Hulk and World yeah. War Hulk. No, I, I, I will... Okay, so the end of uh, World War Hulk 2, they did include a bit of uh, the original World yes. War Hulk. Yes, Which honestly just made me like think, ah, I could have been reading that instead. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it was a nice reminder of how cool that fucking story was. Yes. Well, I'm curious, like, why does this exist? Um, you know, like, was Greg just really pining to revisit some stuff? I don't know. It, like, I, why? It Does it develop it further? It feels like a money grab. Yeah. It, yeah, it could be. Likely so. Yeah, it's, it feels like, all right, we got to do something. We need a Hulk book. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, well, this will shore us up for a couple months. Right. So let's do it. Right. Yeah. I could see that being the case, actually. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just one of those it's just one of those I guess corporate things yep. that happens. Corporate things that happen. Womp, womp, womp. Speaking of corporate things that happen, our album this this time around is Age of Silence, and the album is Acceleration, uh, put out by uh, the End Records. See, I did that because I assumed that we were done talking about yes comics yes, and now. <laughs> but you were giving me like a look. Nope, just keep nope. going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking weird album. It is. The reason why it was a segue is because, uh, as far as I understand, the entire album is a concept album about like some weird ass uh, corporate capitalist dystopia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That was the segue. <laughs> Because I used to be a super nerd and studied uh, lyrics and shit, and this was like, this album came out right at the time where I was like, oh, I got a different meaning in And that's what, shit. yeah. This, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I didn't really care for it. Yeah. There was, though, really awesome, like, piano riffs throughout. There's, I don't know... Amazing piano riffs. It's pretty cool. Like, when the pianos, like, come in, like, just the tone of it and, and what they were actually doing, I fucking love that it shit. Was, it, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it, I was impressed with that. There was also, I assume it's just synths throughout, the kind of wee-wee-wee. Right. That kind of reminded me of, and I couldn't put my finger on it either, Zelda Dungeon. <laughs> 
or <laughs> early Metroid games. Okay. And I couldn't figure out which one it was, but it made me think of those early NES games. Right, right. So there's that. I can't say if that's good, bad, or what, but it's a thing. Right. And then there was a moment on a song, 90 Degree something. Angels. Nine, angels? Angles? Angles. Angles. Okay. I forgot. How do they spell it, but yeah. One of those, right? Yeah. Anyway, there was a part where they were doing layered vocals, but they were kind of, I forget the term, where their vocals are shifted out of sync slightly. And it's kind of like the Mary... Oh, okay, yeah. uh, uh, Rounds. Yeah, rounds. Thank you. That sounded really cool. And then after that, it had this cacophony of different instruments, but they were all in unison rhythm, which... Like songs do, but this is, I don't know how, it was different. Yeah. And it was rhythmic and awesome sounding. There's a, just a lot of just experimental stuff they were fucking around with. Well, that song particular, just listen to that song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess if you, if you had to like just pick only one song to listen to, that would be a really good one. I enjoyed that song. I just remember listening to it and kind of being, ugh. what kind of uh, is that that's uh the rhythm guitar sounds like new metal or gent oh okay it's like like, this is dumb there's other stuff going on right like beyond that that's good musicianship right right Right. it's just the rhythm guitar is yeah dumb new metal sounding for the most part the uh the uh guitars are boring yeah. They're really boring. I, I think part of it is because, well, maybe, I don't know. Um, but Andy Winter, who's the keyboard player, this is his project, or one of his projects. Okay. And as far as I can tell, like he came up with most of the music himself. Gotcha. So you got a piano player who's, he wants to do a little tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. And uh, the guitar is just to add a little punch, which, you know... Well, it's something to fill up the space while tinkle tinkles are happening. Yeah, tinkle tinkles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a tinkle tinkle band. <laughs> but I don't know, like when when this first album when, when this album first came out, like I fucking loved it because there wasn't quite anything out that was quite like that sounded anything like this. When was this out? Do you remember? Um, was it like early two thousands or before that? Early to mid two thousand. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, this was around. Shit, you know, I, I can't remember. But you know, this is the period, like towards the the end of the end records, like life as a quote unquote metal. Label, gotcha. Okay. Where they were signing, uh, they I think at the time they had over on their roster as well. Well, they had they put out the latest Terrorizer album. They did. The End Records? Really? Yeah. Unless there's a different The End Records. weird, man. Yeah, and this was whenever the latest one was. Like, the last... I thought they just, like, abandoned metal in general and, like... Well, I even emailed them to get a promo copy of it to give away for Mass Destruction. Yeah. And they did. (laughs) So, that was cool. I... Yeah, I I don't know what to think of The End Records. Like, they just do what... Well, I, they just do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. It's completely awesome that they do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yep. It's just, yeah, they're just, as a label, 
they're an amorphous blob of genre. Yes. So that would explain why they put some weird shit on it. Yeah. I uh, had initially listening to this album had a difficult time swallowing the vocals, basically. But then it grew on me and I turned, just like I really ended up enjoying the style. Yeah. After some listens. It reminded me a little of Ventresword. Well, it might have something to do with the fact that the vocalist is in Borknagar while Ventresword was in Borknagar. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the same dude as um, Hail Spirit Noir. Oh, that guest vocals. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Lars Nedland, I think is his name. That's. This is actually the album that really got me into him, Lars, <laughs> as a vocalist. Okay. He sounds fucking weird. Yeah. He sounds really fucking weird. Um, but there's something really captivating about his delivery. Absolutely. That's, again, if you've gone into this blind and haven't heard this stuff before, you're going to be thrown off by the vocals. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to it a few times, it's it's going to click. Yeah. I promise you the vocals will be like, oh, it's like okay. weird, breathy, and layered. And yeah. It's just, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that... that this album got me into all of his little side projects, including Soulfall, and that's why I got really excited when I heard um, Hail Spare Noir had okay. him as a guest vocalist. Gotcha. Because, like, like, after hearing him on this album, I, just, I, I personally can't get enough of his particular vocal style. Gotcha. I think it's fucking cool shit. Mostly, I think I, I do have a, like an attraction to, like, things where it's so itself that you can't get it anywhere else yeah 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 like i can't think of anybody who sounds like this guy so you have to go to this guy yeah whatever his project may be right right yeah yeah it's um it's a very interesting listen i personally highly recommend it just because i i like the tinkle tinkles yes (laughs) (laughs) and and um and because (laughs) Maybe it's a sunk cost fallacy, but I did spend a lot of time reading the lyrics. <laughs> Whatever, man. You're allowed to, yeah. you know? And if you get fulfillment from a fucking album with that, hell yeah. Yeah. Because not many do. Right. So. Yeah, it's a, it, was a, it was a fun time for me, like, um, going on forums and, like, reading other people's thoughts about their interpretations. Because, like, a lot of it is just, like, just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I remember... One um, one thing is like they, they were mentioning a person named called George Reed, which if you take the abbreviation of the first name plus the last name, it's Greed. Ah, yeah, it's ah. like it's just like oh, oh, oh. silly stuff like that. It's like, oh, that's so deep. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, is but, it? You know, Who knows? Yeah, but I, I want to pretend it is. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel smart. Yeah, so do it. Fuck it. <laughs> But yeah, that was the fun time of my life. Yeah. It was like digging into shit like that and like pretending like it actually means something. Which maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it does to you, right? Not anymore. It, but it did to it you. It did. And that's what matters. Yeah. It. What matters is that I enjoyed myself. Yes. Uh, when I was doing all that stuff. Right. And yeah, it was a good, good way to pass the time. And then, however many years later... You made me not enjoy myself. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> and that in itself is a kind of joy. Yeah. <laughs>
But okay, um, uh, well, uh, another sidetrack. Uh, Andy Winter. Are you familiar with his like not, stuff? Not by name. Okay. Um, have you heard of the band Winds? No. You might like that a little more. It's a little less off the wall and just bizarre and more shreddy. Okay. Yeah. And it's spelled like I would assume it's spelled. Mm-hmm. W i n d s. This is another one of his projects, but like a lot of his stuff is, you know, very keyboard, piano oriented stuff and orchestral, just because he's a piano player. Mm, gotcha. But yeah. All right then. <laughs> Dingus and Dongus. They mock